Welcome to Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I'm Brody Staub. I'm Nolan Rabine. We hope you enjoy. Right into Let's it. Let's just get right into it. Let's just jump in. Well, welcome back, everybody. It is Mudville, and it is May 2nd. I thought you were about to say Monday, and I was like, that was yesterday. No, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Yeah. Taco Tuesdays. When the people hear this, it'll be Wednesday. That's true. Wednesday morning, ideally. And Garrett Cole is pitching against Tanner Bybee. He is. And it's been a big week. It's been a very big week. Brody is a blogger now. I am a blogger now. That's true. Um, I yeah, love to bring that up. I was bored when I was at work. Um, and I've been working as a as substitute one teacher. As, as one is constantly. Um, I'm working as a substitute teacher actually, and most of my day, um, is spent doing nothing. So I uh, I was like, you know what? What can I do that's productive with this time? Um, you could uh, <laughs> so indoctrinate the youth into wokeness. I I've tried. And they've rejected. It's a Catholic school. So. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> Man. No, they're actually, they're cool kids. They're smart. That's um, good. But it's, uh, it's fun. But it is, it's an interesting, because I went to public school. I, I, I believe as you did, did as well. Yes, so, yeah, you know, very much um, so. It's interesting being in a Catholic school, which I will not say. Otherwise, I'm, I fear for them finding the podcast. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it is a high school of very tech-savvy children. So <laughs> I, I worry. Um, but it's, uh, you know. Hey, it was fun. <laughs> we could use the streams. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, listen in, guys. Or don't, please. But <laughs> it depends. If you do, yeah. five stars. If you do, five stars. Yeah. And don't get me fired. Anyway. Anyway, um, it's been a rainy-ass weekend <laughs> here has. in New York. Rainy oh, my Lord. It didn't cold. stop raining for a second. Cold and rainy. Yep. Cold, rainy. The Yankees suck. Yep. Uh, oh, that's what I was talking about. Just the oh, Yankees yeah, being yeah, yeah. cold and rainy. <laughs> Talk vibes. about your blog. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that actually. Shit. I will, actually. That's What's the a good point, point of... A so, blog if you can't plug. <laughs> it's a pluggable to plug. Um, um, the old blog and plug. <laughs> the blogosphere. So um, the name of the blog. I might cut that out too. That just sounded terrible. Foul. Awful. Um, anyway, the name of the blog is The Yankees Etc., which I actually very much enjoy. I um, think I, I, I like my title. But um, it's fun. I just, you know, I'm going to write on it whenever the Yankees annoy me or thrill me or anything else. Picks or uh, or peaks my interest, not picks, peaks, um, which is uh, why I put the etc. in there. So yeah, just a space for me to write, and I've been kind of having an itch to write that I'm trying to now scratch. A little bit of a, so, yeah. a titular hubris here on the Mudville indeed, podcast. Indeed, that's uh, that's what we do here. But <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, it's well, fun. I just put out my first article called "The 23 Yankees: How and Why," which um, I got a comment already on it, which was "How Brian Cashman, Why Hal Steinbrenner," which yeah pretty spot on basically <laughs> not but I, I go into a little bit more detail than that but yeah <laughs> but that that's essentially that's what it breaks down to yeah <laughs> the arc of your thesis in essentia yeah i yes. mean you you have a lot more to say about the yankees than i do this week um or at least did until last night you know sure. it's a team depleted by injury right yeah. now literally half of the roster yep. is currently on projected on, roster. yeah yes. half of the projected roster is yep. currently on the il yep. including aaron judge john carlos stanton josh donaldson but who cares <laughs> luis severino yep. carlos, carlos Rodon, who apparently like can't move yeah no was he the has update like a today thing like, happening no, no, like, no, he can move he's just having like problems with his back it's like i, I think it is um his motion is like not fully like there's like yeah it's like a, can't move it's like a hitch in it it's I don't know what's going on it's fucking weird either way it's definitely it's what Carl you want Pavano. out of your starting pitcher <laughs> yeah. oh god I hope not well no, no he he's not, not the new Carl Pavano because Rodon is actually good that's true that's very true I I also do, I'm 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 say that in, yeah to exaggerate it's I know it's not that bad and when he gets here he's gonna be great but it's a moving uh, target now of the when he's gonna get here because nobody has any fucking clue <laughs> so it's uh. You know, it is what it is. Yep. Um, Nobody and, uh, know Tommy when... Canely, Lou Trevino, some bullpen pieces. Scott Efros is gone. You know, it's just... Oh, also, by the way, did you remember that Frankie Montas is a Yankee? I did. <laughs> yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. Frankie by the, the way, Yankee. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, has been. Also, if he comes back, I have literally zero expectations for him. So whatever. But anyway... 
the if entire Yankees back, roster I think is he's hurt. just gonna like walk a bunch of people yep. in like September and Get then they four might... innings, give up five runs. Like, yeah, start like my my hope for him, my my best hope for him. You is have hopes that... for him? <laughs> yeah, I I do, I do. I hope I think... he finds inner peace. Other than that, I don't <laughs> give a shit when he does. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he watches some good movies while he's hurt. That's fair enough. Um, no, I, I think maybe Frankie Montas is the, the kind of guy who could come back, provide... Like, he could get a few... He could pitch, like, a few of those games, assuming that they even have these games sure. this year. right. Like, last year in which... Um, who was the guy who they had throwing last year? Just, like, the most random... Oh, uh, Chichi Gonzalez? Yeah, yeah, like the games in which they had yeah. Chichi Gonzalez pitching last year. I think he year. actually had a great start when they <laughs> let him throw. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Like, you could you could throw Montas into, like, one of those games, like, see what he has. It definitely can't. Dude, Gary Sanchez could just start. be a DH. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> Is that what I sound like saying that? That's what you used to say. <laughs> Did I say that? I feel like I remember you being. I mean, I feel like we guy. all kind of. We were. That. I, everybody yeah. was. You couldn't blame us back then. No, of course. <laughs> we were all young. We didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. The um, one thing that I will say about the Yankees, though, is that last year I had this growing feeling of dread. And this one particular moment had me feeling like something in my brain chemistry just clicked. <laughs> And I thought that I was overreacting <laughs> because it was right when the Yankees season ended. Uh-huh. But here we are in May, and I can't shake the feeling that when Aaron Boone showed footage of the 2004 oh, Boston oh. Red Sox, that oh. became... You're going to make me sick. I think might have truly been the moment in which I knew yeah. that this team would not win a championship. That's I think that's true. I You know... I don't know if there's a way to argue that. I, like, obviously, they have the talent to do it, but just the leadership is so weak. Yeah, and, and I, like, don't, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into a conversation have about to. like Cashman did this yeah. and Boone did this, but and Cashman Hicks did do that. And and like, then, <laughs> Boone yeah, did do no, that. of course, and Hicks does fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, but, I yeah. mean, there are all problems that could be very easily solved and yep. that's among the frustration but you it's know not like we to. said there is a team full of all-stars that are still on the, the il and uh, the guys who are up aren't doing too hot mm -hmm. but at the end of the day they are still 15 and 15 Amazingly. probably gonna lose this game um, and yeah i mean I, I can't really write anybody off yeah especially the yankees until like after the all-star break if they're down like 15 games i think by mid-june if they have nobody back <laughs> oh, and they're like man. in a really deep hole you can kind of start to you know start putting the nails in the coffin yeah but i don't know we'll see i don't Maybe think they're gonna little. be under 500 for the season but i also i this is the realest chance that I've seen the team have uh, this early in the season to maybe miss the playoffs. Yeah, so, well, you know, and, and at least, a lot at of least that it's 2016. Is that but yes. the American League East is just oh, it's, unreal. It's fucking crazy. The, the Rays are like 24 and five. The yep. Orioles are only a few games behind them. Yep. Um, which, which doesn't surprise me. I, I was a lot higher on the Orioles yeah. than yeah. No, uh, the, well, than most people. I was with you. Yeah, I was completely with you. Definitely. I, yeah, they're crazy good they're fun no they've they've got so much talent they they've they've bang, got dude. guys who are blocked they now they they, they have prospects yeah. that don't even have they don't even have space for them on the team <laughs> um they're, they're <laughs> gonna have to anxious. start they're gonna have to start trading guys for starting pitching yeah and that's how you build a good team we could reach the point where we're writing off the yankees as early as june but let's yep. hope it doesn't come to that also the red Sox are better than people gave them credit for but it's early but no, we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't. They've been hitting. I don't think that's going to last. I don't care about the Red Sox. No, nobody. Um, I do have a theory about the Yankees that I wanted to get into last week, but we ran out of time. Oh yeah, you know why? Why not? We just get all of the yeah, get the it out of the way now. Yankee talk out of the start. Yeah, out of the way right at the start. Yeah. So I've I've had this theory for like a few weeks now, and it's it's a bit, it's been like formulating over the course of the like the off season, and then the last couple of weeks, and just you know. Especially in the last few days, it's really it's it's picked up steam in my own brain. Yeah, that's a I'm gonna stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels are <laughs> the wheels are going are turning. Cogs are clanking. So, yep. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I have a theory that the Yankees were like planning on not competing this year, 
And did uh, they didn't say anything. They didn't make any like obvious moves that proved it. But when you look at what is coming off the books this year, I think they kind of knew. Like this year, if we could just do whatever we can with who we have, you know, not make any crazy moves. You know, we're just gonna we can get Rodon. We'll sign to a long deal because we could use the pitching a little long term. But at the end of this season, Donaldson, Hicks, probably um, Montas, Sevi. Uh, well, they'll probably bring back Seve on a cheap deal because he's been hurt the whole year unless he like shows out. Well, yeah, it's a it's a but, contract year for him. We're yeah. gonna have to see what he has. It's much too early to say anything about Severino. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're gonna have to decide probably about Glaber because um, otherwise they might trade him by the halfway point. Um, they have a lot of prospects that they want to get some playing time. Volpin Peraza could be ideal, but they have a ton of money that is coming off the books, and they have a few prospects that could be game-ready for opening day next year, namely Spencer Jones and Jason Dominguez, um, which is help in positions where they could use it in you know third and fourth outfield spots, and also cost-controlled guys who are really young. Um, most of the team at that point would then be guys not making more than $10 bucks, which I cannot imagine the last time the Yankees' starting nine was on average, or I would say median, lower than $10 million. Um so there's just there's a lot of um, reason to kind of look towards next year as a real year to compete, whereas this year, you know, maybe not. But with the amount of uh, financial flexibility that they will have in the offseason, maybe they could go make a splashy move. They won't because um, of the Yankees, and they don't ever do that. But they do have the ability to do that. So we'll see if they actually do. But. I'm curious what you think of my working theory. Yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sold on it. I think there might be I think there there's certainly truth to the part about, you know, Josh Donaldson's contract coming off the books. They're certainly going they're to have a little too, yeah, yeah, like they're going to have a bit more flexibility and cash to spend and yep. free agents to look at. So, I do think they're going to be able to clear some of the fat and maybe uh None of the none of the shit that's here right now is going to be here next year, which makes me very happy. Yeah, like next year um, at this point will be an actual major league lineup. <laughs> I am very confident in saying that. I would hope so. We'll come back to <laughs> this know. on May second, twenty twenty four. That's and yeah. Hope that there's yeah, an actual big back. league lineup in the Bronx because yeah. right now we have like Willie Calhoun. Yep, Franchi. Although Franchi did yeah. get sent back down. Harrison Bader is back, which like Aaron people Hicks were still in the over hyping. Um, Harrison Bader coming back because they just remember him from the playoffs. I love At this Harrison point, Bader, I'm but celebrating he's not, it. He's not a bat. He's not like he's a he's better than everybody else we have because he's a um you know like a what two fifty stick <laughs> like an OPS around like the high nineties, which is probably better than you know the rest of the, the team. Um, but you know it is uh, it's bad times in Yankee world. It's it, not good, you know. Nothing's good. Nothing's good. Not really getting better. Weather sucks. The, the Yankees suck. The Mets suck. The Mets kind of suck. And they the might Knicks suck. are playing. I hope they don't yeah, suck. They the Rangers right. are eliminated from the Stanley Cup. Not so are the care, Bruins. Which the Bruins is, got out. I don't know yeah. anything about hockey. They but blew a three-one lead. <laughs> Boston was sad, <laughs> yep. and that I'm made happy. me happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. there. Some Fun of my stuff. friends are Bruins fans, and I do feel for them. Yeah. But for yeah, the, fuck the city of Boston, fuck off. I don't give a shit about that shit. Nobody cares. Um, um, do you want to talk about basketball at all before we move on a little bit? Like, the, the Warriors are cool. Steph is, like, getting to the point where it's impossible to deny him as being, like, top. I don't know. Basketball top whatever discussions are yeah, hard. But he is, he's in there. Basketball. <laughs> I mean, dude, Steph's performance in the last game was insane. In game seven against the Kings, it was nuts. It was. Dropped like a 50-piece and was just literally unstoppable. Terrifying. That guy can just will a team to victory. But anyway. We were in attendance on. for a very fun event over the weekend at the Museum of the Moving Image with SNY director John DeMarzico, who put on the event Baseball is Cinema, in which he went over a lot of his directorial influences when he is curating the Mets broadcast. Um, including directors Brian De Palma and Sergio Leone. That's my favorite Frank Ocean song. Yeah. Okay. Sergio. No, that's the end of the bit. <laughs> no. Leone. All right. Go <laughs> um, you know, specifically, he, he talked about uh, De Palma's use of split diopter shots and 
split screen usage of multiple angles of the same shot imposing one image over another you know it cuts directly from an image of one of the um, 80s de palma films uh to a mets broadcast where jacob de Gram's glove over his face is imposed over the uh sight line of the pitcher to the hitter and it it was cool yeah it was really really cool it's like refreshing in a way that you know hearing somebody talk about baseball who's in charge of presenting baseball is really cool it was because you don't you don't think about it like that and then uh you know the co-host of the um the event said something interesting which is like essentially what you're doing on a daily basis is documentary filmmaking which i've never thought about at all in any way like you know sports production being that but it you know at you know at a base level it is um so it's kind of cool to hear from someone who's actively aware of that and trying to make it you know more of a um creative medium so it was fun yeah i I, I loved hearing about how he compared um the battle between the pitcher and the hitter to yeah. like a standoff that, that you old see west standoff leone yeah. western yeah he uses like any Omaricone and yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can't like that. do that, but yeah, that's exactly cool. what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, and and it's true, it's, it's absolutely true. About, yeah, I, you know, baseball is certainly the most cinematic sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have loved discovering that. I think over the past like year or so, and you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it's it's why we we wanted to to start this podcast it's some of the things that we just love to talk about and yeah. it was it was really fun and ins- inspiring to hear him talk you asked a, a good question um i was gonna ask when i i had one in mind but he kind of like answered it right away so right. i didn't bother with it but i was gonna ask was how the uh pitch clock he felt has impacted the stillness right of of baseball, he, he talked a lot about stillness. Yeah, stillness general. itself is is very it's the uh, only cinematic. Sport like that. Yeah. yeah, and and baseball is the only sport that that has it. It's the only sport, also, like you said, not where left to right. Also, which yeah, you know, and football, where, hockey, basketball, tennis, you know, stuff like that, where it's very uh, linear, you know, yeah. going back and forth. But baseball, you have a lot more uh, directorial leeway. Like we're we've got got a game on right now, and yeah. they they pan from behind home plate to. A shot where like you can see the umpire in the foreground and the, mm-hmm. the pitcher in the back like yeah that's the kind of thing where you it's cool there's you room to move around and yeah. explore the space as it were you know and there are, there are so many ways to utilize that yeah as part of the uh entertainment aspect of yeah. the game and it, it was really fun to hear him him talk about that that and characters too he talked about the idea of character because um what he he first brought up is like edwin diaz and the entrance that he had last season kind of made him well known and you know like just being like oh john demars goes like going fucking nuts back there in the truck trying to create this whole like people were realizing that he's doing something special so that um you know the timmy trumpet thing with the like the close-ups and whatnot and just all that made him known. And I, at the time, I was like, man, what the fuck are the Mets doing? It's the most Mets shit ever. Like, they haven't won anything. Like, Diaz has only been here for, like, six months as being this good, and they're doing the whole, like, we don't need all of the fanfare. But at the same time, looking at it from a production standpoint, it is kind of cool. It's amazing. Because you did, like, the you know the behind-the-back shot, walking out of the the bullpen, black and white and then he steps on the field and it's in color and then the music blasts and then we have like you know it's like it's cool it's you know it was a cool way to think about it that it was a little bit different yeah and he um, he talked so, yeah. so much about how that shot in particular changed his life and i i thought that was really inspiring yeah. and that he was cool like overall he was just like a very cool guy he was a great guy and uh we actually <laughs> we ended up on his twitter account <laughs> yeah no we did they <laughs> They tweeted yeah. a picture of the crowd uh, at, at the event, and whoever took the picture was seated directly behind like us. Like in the seats behind like our heads. right behind our heads. So they took the picture, and literally, it's like the back of our heads our is in the skulls. picture. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. It's um, just, like, documentation that we were there. Like, maybe we'll get, like, accused of a crime that 
happened yeah, that night and we'll be like boom no we were there. check this account and I also look at this really fun event and listen to our podcast <laughs> <laughs> we were not there your honor also have you heard mudville <laughs> where where was the mudville podcast on january 6th that's oh dear god i was at work i kept the fucking I was paste up a haircut, to, dude. to prove it Oh I God. was getting, getting a haircut. Yeah. yeah, no, literally, I left that day. I was like, "All right, gotta go, gotta get." I don't a know haircut. why I was so surprised by that. By the way, I was like, "You were getting a haircut? Yeah, <laughs> on a random day in January." <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, see, seems a little sus, buddy." What were you doing, you bitch? Yeah, <laughs> where were you? <laughs> no, I, I came back. Well, I, I left, and they were like protesting, like in support of trump and then i left and i got a haircut and i came back and they were like inside yeah. the building yeah and i was like oh. oh i missed that i i was at work and i got off of work back then at one o'clock because i worked seven to one it was a morning shift at a cafe and uh i remember i was getting off and there were like um like it was kind of starting and i texted um like my coworker at the time and i was like uh did you see this <laughs> she was like what and i was like are you not watching this right now she was like no we like she was in the car she's still driving home and i was like um because we had been looking at the news of the rally in the morning like while we yeah, were at work and i was like it got like way worse <laughs> it's, like, it's like really bad now but also it's really funny it's hilarious um, and then all yeah. me and all my friends hopped on Warzone, and we were playing because this was you know still at the time of the pandemic so we were all playing a shit ton of Warzone and like games like that yeah um and we were just like laughing and freaking out about stuff all day it was oh, fun man. it's yeah, like a like it's fun. a today in in the lore of our friend group <laughs> it's like, yeah that's fun. great it's a day that will forever live in infamy <laughs> in which i got a haircut and nolan got a haircut and yep. i served a cortado <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. what else happened this week <laughs> not that that was a few years ago. yeah no that was a while yeah. back the writers guild of america yes. went on strike that which happened. is awesome yeah really cool we want to say All right the, off the bat the yeah. mudville podcast Full supports support. the writers Full we support. are a pro labor podcast the only thing i'll Whether say that's please, baseball please please hurry because i need work yeah no brody needs a job i need a job so um, they, 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 they gotta figure I, this out i work in film production as a set dresser mm -hmm. um in the time that i'm not substitute teaching um and uh yeah guys let's figure that shit out quick huh let's get me back in uh on set let's get brody stuff. back in into the kitchen give me give me business man i got i gotta make money <laughs> like, um but no we are in full sport obviously um go get your bags boys and girls um dude you know, you're definitely you need to be, like uh no you know, if you want to like, watch no I, I, I was gonna say you're you're definitely like in a prime position to be a scab where you can oh god <laughs> oh dear god no never 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 you, Bro, can, you can call me Bro. anything you can even call me late to dinner but do not call me a scab I'm, i might call you late to dinner honestly <laughs> that's fine after that just because honestly, you gave me permission that's i wasn't gonna I just do told it you can as long as you don't call me a scab whatever okay but you know that's uh no that's that ain't cool but um writers work really fucking hard and as someone who understands that the industry is like you know, people were saying it's like writers get paid so much. It's like I get paid a shit ton when I'm working. I'm broke as shit because I never work because it's rare. Like that's how it works. Like the, you know, the rates are high and the amount of work you get is extremely low. So they deserve to get paid. Yeah. Uh, writers across the board, just in every industry, just don't get paid. Yeah. Like that, that's just kind of a staple of every industry. So like when people are talking about these coastal elites or whatever, yeah. like <laughs> who are on strike for this, like, yeah. dude, writers don't make any money make no at all. Money. And the thing is, and the thing that's like so frustrating about the fact that they even have to go on strike at all is that like the other side of the debate is like acknowledging even that their concerns are actually legitimate, but the Wall Street profit margins won't be big enough, and that's like <laughs> the only problem, dude. And it like I don't know the the fact that all this is this is happening like right after the week where we talked more about how like yeah. everything that we love is just being crushed Squeezed dry. by the rich yeah. and it's like i wish that these topics of discussion would like 
stress the importance of the fact that it's like not huge differences yeah and that like what people are better asking for things... is not for companies to go under so that people get no. paid it's so that the people who own it can't own eight yachts and seven houses it's no, like no, it's no, so no. frustrating not even that they, like, they still can own that but like, they're asking that in addition to that they have to pay their employees that's a living true. wage that's true not that they, they can't own that. it it's just yeah. like you know whatever you're right you're right you're right it's you know because uh, there is that much money by the way in the industry that they could make oh, a fair everywhere. wage and also yeah. the owners could have that shit no, it's the, like the film and I mean, yeah. television industry is not going broke no it's really not yeah. i promise you that it, which i realized especially when i was working on um a i was working for it was an hbo show that had a very high budget and I found out that it was like it was classified as a major budget, which um, if you don't know much about um, production, there are different tiers of budgets for a production. There's like tier one through three, I think. And then um, and then there's major. Budget. I don't know enough about it as I should. But I know that major <laughs> is like the highest, which is basically like they have like, I mean, essentially what feels like unlimited funding. Um, and then tier budgets, which feel like you were literally going to get charged for using a toothpick. So it's, um, yeah, working on a major, I walked in and they had like catering trucks. Like I literally walked over, could have been anyone. I literally did not tell them who I was. I was, you know, I wear street clothes when I work. I just walked over to the catering truck and I grabbed a bottle of water and the guy was like, Hey, so for dinner tonight, I was, you know, I was like, do you know that I work over there? He was like, Oh, you came from that direction. <laughs> it's that easy. Okay. All right. Fair enough, but um, you know. Meanwhile, the tear truck I was going to buy like the lunch special at the Chinese place around the corner because it was six bucks and it was all that I could afford. So That's a great deal. Like, oh, it was amazing. Oh my god, it was fantastic. I but, wish I know, could get, get General Tso's like chicken and a thing I of work, soup. Oof, it's all so expensive. I know. Well, you work in a very expensive part of the city. Yeah, it uh, sucks. But yeah. Anyway, power to the writers. Let's go get our money and uh, let's get me back to work. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, one of the like key stipulations in their negotiation process was the writers were like, or was about the use of AI and the writers were demanding, you know, they, they were saying AI cannot be used in any capacity. It cannot be used to write scripts. It cannot rewrite scripts. Right. You know, you cannot replace us Can't with, use AI. with this yeah, technology. Yeah. Right. And uh, the studios rejected it and stupid as shit. Replied how and countered with instead we will have a yearly discussion about furtherments in technology and that is <laughs> I'm never getting back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're done. Uh, man. Really, you're I done. mean, Jesus Christ, Robot We're Brody fucked. is going to steal your job. Like <laughs> oh, no. I don't Wait, know. if I he mean, does, can I get money for him stealing my job, and then I don't need to pay rent or like you know money to? Live? That would be nice. That'd be great. I could just have Robo Brody go do stuff, now, and then I hang out and like you know they're gonna raise watch the our rent because Robot <laughs> yeah, Brody is making more money. That's true. That's yeah, true. That's what's gonna. I'm gonna get put in a new. We're tax not gonna bracket. see any of it. Yeah. <laughs> Because Robo Brody is living in the Poconos. <laughs> <laughs> He's just living it up on, yeah. on your dime. Yeah. What's it's that in the Hamptons? It's like uh, that fucker casino when James Woods is like when Robert De Niro is going over his finances and he's looking at Sharon Stone when he went out when she went out to cheat with James Woods and De Niro was like that fucking piece of shit had a real good time on my money. That's like Robot Brody. Yeah, that's Robot After Brody. They put around. us in a new time. Exactly. What are we like talking James about? Woods? I don't know. James Woods? <laughs> that's what people say, though, when they see me. They're like, that guy and James Woods feel similar. Yeah. I, and something that's also just God, been no, so kidding, like, by the way. <laughs> infuriating about it is now because Elon Musk has Twitter like set up to the point where all of the Twitter blue people were... All of the people who only oh, have replies. blue check marks yeah. left are the people who pay him eight dollars, and of course, so we only funny. pay him people who pay him eight dollars. The ones who like are <laughs> that sums it up. <laughs> Went on too long, but that that summed it up. I don't think it did. <laughs> I think that's actually an accurate <laughs> representation. So, yeah, and so he has all of those morons algorithmically at the very top of all it's of the Twitter replies. Because yeah. he's putting it towards the advancement of the human race. That's what they sound like to me. <laughs>
so now we have <laughs> so now we have all of these people like in you know just a genius you don't get it you're just mad you get it we have to see everybody's replies like under these top tweets about like the strike and shit yeah. like that and now we have to see all of these people shitheads who being like this is actually Twitter. good because now ai is going to be able to like write yeah. stuff and we can finally use that and we can like engineer products to be like and yeah. like you know and and it's just all that's the wrong voice nonsense yeah we can use ai yeah there you go <laughs> yeah, that one make him a nerd <laughs> yeah love to Always. see that man yeah i mean ai nerd who likes elon musk i don't know i think that it you know what here's kind of a somewhat optimistic prediction that i have for this you're being optimistic i'm gonna say one who are you i'm gonna say one optimistic (laughs) where did nolan go (laughs) what you got yeah okay I'm, i'm gonna say i think if there had to be a time for for this to happen i think that this particular time frame gives us the potential for something really funny to happen because (laughs) the studio's relationship to artificial intelligence is not yet at the point where they've figured out how to to use it to make content that it's good and it's also not at the point where they've figured out what is going to create like monstrosities Actual, that yeah, yeah 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 give children some nightmares of, some of the and shit make people that I've cry oh it's like, horrifying it's, it's so, no but it's like borderline hilarious it's yeah. like oh my god so like i'm i'm kind of at the point where it's like you don't want to pay your fucking writers fine use that let's see how you like yeah, it how's it gonna go for you let's ai find out. tv shows you want to use it to make art? Fine. You're not going to use it to make good art. Yeah. Also, it's just going to be like plagiarized from other shit because that's how AI works. I so, give them a yeah. week. Yeah. Not. I don't even think it would make it past <laughs> like one read. So yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, whatever. Anyway, AI let's go, writers. Prob- go get your money. Yeah. AI probably will be used in like some. I think the only capacity used in a creative field no i mean too many issues with copyright stuff and trademarks i've been honestly thinking about it like more and more since we talked about it last week yeah and i kind of settled on it might be prominent in uh hallmark movies oh (laughs) (laughs) okay hold on hold on hold on because i have a lot to say about that i had another one i worked for them like i i worked in the programming department of hallmark so that was like I was in, I was part of the team that would read prospective scripts and um you know I helped the the vice president decide on what was going to get made and you know we talked about who was going to be in it and how they would go about it where they were going to shoot whatever um and also like what they looked for in a prospective script and what they wanted to see and how they would choose and stuff like that um and some of the scripts that they got in from like the they have like writers that they go to they have like a rate for the movies that they get. You know, they they'll call them, and be like, "We need a movie. Talk to this guy. He's written like three of them or whatever." Um, the big dogs. Some of them already felt written by. <laughs> <laughs> like the rejects, I was you know, I wouldn't have been surprised. Um, there were some that were like really bad, and there honestly, there were a few that were really good that they rejected because they didn't feel hallmarky enough. That I was like, "Wait, that's actually like a really good script," and then it didn't end up. Yeah. You know, Never ended up being on the channel. Um, you know, it's interesting. So, um, I don't know. It was a cool place to work. But their, you know, their their market, I learned a lot about why they do what they do, which is like if we like people are so familiar with our brand that if we stray at all, we like the risk is greater than the reward. You know, it's like people know what they expect from us. That's like crazy. we have a very specific thing that we are extremely good at making for a very small amount of money and we know how to do it and it's just you know it's like it's extremely commercialized and it's like i i actually really liked working for them um everybody there was also really cool and really nice and really fun but um it's the marvel just, uh, approach it's literally but for like <laughs> cheesy christmas movies which i actually also grew an appreciation for while i was working there because i had to watch like 60 of them over the summer but it was, oh uh, that's just fun stockholm syndrome i mean it <laughs> maybe but it was fun some of them were bad but there were also some that were really good but, dude yeah 
Honestly, really good. They were, they were good. <laughs> they were good. I saw a tweet that kind of made me reconsider my support for the strike. To be honest, I saw it. It came from really? this guy. Yeah, I, I came from this guy uh, from the bridge seven, okay. who said this. <laughs> oh, him. He said this strike is immoral. You are denying millions of Americans a mental health outlet and this will directly lead to suicides the WGA will be morally culpable which whoa that, that, that's airtight logic wait what was to his be name honest. again uh, from the bridge seven what's he doing on that bridge hopefully not jumping <laughs> dude holy shit dude you know what it, it actually had me thinking it might be my responsibility to save lives and write this TV pilot. <laughs> Go scab mode. Yeah, no, but yeah. like it has to. It <laughs> Your has Honor, to- he was gonna kill himself. <laughs> I had to write how I met your uncle. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm thinking like I I can crank out. I had a to TV write the pilot. spinoff. Larry, not Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm thinking it's got to be something that, like, we're trying to, to save lives here. So right, th- right, right, this right. has to only appeal the masses to the people for whom the only thing standing between them <laughs> and suicide is, is, the presence, eight of the shield. is the presence of network television. <laughs> so basically, oh my God. basically, we have to write a show that appeals to the average Twitter blue subscriber. Yeah, so rough. maybe I'm thinking if we can. If I don't see season three of She-Hulk, I swear to God, I'm thinking maybe we can I'm have like <laughs> we can have a new superhero called Poop Man, and he teams up with like an anti woke Latina and an animated Pomeranian. <laughs> <laughs> and then see, all right, WGA. Just you can I we give you permission. You can clip that this and is play gold. it in court. This is and just say this is why. Just that's it. That's your whole argument. Just you owe us money yeah. because uh, this is your alternative. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hold on. I, I I think I think maybe before they they go back and they realize they need their writers, uh-huh. we can get a lot of money out of this. <laughs> okay, so we're trying to save lives. <laughs> Studios. I'd say we conservatively need about $20 million for this show, but I think that's a small price to pay considering the alternative is mass suicide. I think when you really weigh the options, how much is a human life worth? I mean, honestly. I'd say... If- uh, come on now. They they probably have a number to, to them. Honest. They they have an exact not probably. They have an exact <laughs> they, number they, down they to the penny. Have an algorithm. <laughs> like it's actually about two hundred and seventy four thousand three hundred and sixty three and two hundred. I think you're two, overstating 20, it. Cents. They they would sell me out for like five. Grand. Remember when the, the Mr. Krabs sold SpongeBob for sixty two <laughs> cents? <laughs> sixty two cents. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we've spent 40 minutes on oh this. God. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> anyway, oh, man. Moving, moving on. Moving, moving on. Moving on. on. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, what else is in the news these days? Hmm. You guys hear about this? Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates are the best team in baseball. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Pirates are oh, just boy. unbelievable. They continue to dominate teams without O'Neill Cruz on the field. They can pitch. Without they can hit. Cabrian Very Hayes. Young. Like they're exciting. They haven't they're called the up Pirates. They haven't even called up some of their top guys yet. I mean, Henry Davis and D. Rodriguez Damn. are just on the brink. It's oh it's God. really exciting. Like the, yeah, the it really is. There are Jack a lot of took uh, a huge step. Yeah, yeah. Captain Jack is looking like one of the best hitters That's in the, the National League right now in baseball. I think right now it's a great nickname for sure. Yeah. Bryce Harper's back somehow after having yeah. Tommy John surgery in like October, I think. I think Aaron Hicks came back around the same time. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I'm also not kidding. I think he actually did. Um, oh, but boy. yes, Bryce Harper is a tank of a man who still uh, makes me depressed to think about because he literally said that he would play first base for the Yankees to come here. And now he's going to be playing first base for the Phillies. And he's, I, I don't know, it's funny, he's not going to be an outfielder, at least probably until, I don't know, his arm feels completely fine. But now he doesn't have to throw. So, um, 
I don't know. Maybe he'll just evolve to a first baseman, which is kind of fun. The Reese Hoskins injury really kind of opened up that position, and Derek Hall is like not very good, and I think he's still hurt yeah. even. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if if Bryce is going to do this, and it looks like he is, the well, opportunity is absolutely there. And Derek I hope he Hall slides into is it. what happens when you have stars go down. That's I, I heard it on you know a million different radio shows about the Yankees in the last week. You can't lose stars and replace them with stars. So no, you get a Derek Hall. <laughs> Yep. Also, Derek Hall, uh, we were at um, – was I with you? I think I was, but we were at a Yankee game. Was I with you at the game oh, against yeah. the Phillies? Oh, yeah. I think I know they, what you're talking they about. They said Derek Hall, like in the um, – And somebody the thought it was Garrett Cole. Me. I thought it was Garrett yeah. Cole. I was like, is Garrett Cole on – what the hell? <laughs> Wait, did he get but, traded? Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. What is going on here? Why is he hitting? <laughs> My God. Uh, one of the more dystopian things that happened around the league this week was in the Oakland Athletics' first home game back since the announcement – the premature announcement, may I add, that uh-huh. the team is intending to move to Las Vegas. Boo. Uh, the Oakland fan. Boo. Anyway, go on. The Oakland fans brought signs to the game saying, sell the team. We hate John Fisher. John yep. Fisher, sell the team. John Fisher, you John suck. Fisher sell sucks. the team, yeah. et cetera. And what you would expect and what is, you know, what should be. Oakland's Oakland's first baseman, Ryan Noda, hit a home run. And on the Oakland broadcast, you could clearly see the signs in full display. And when you went back onto the Major League stream after it had been Like the highlight. highlight Yeah, when when you went back to look at the highlight, it had been cropped so severely that you couldn't even see the Oakland fan signs. It was like something out of like a... I mean, this is so, like, reductive, but it feels very fascist. (laughs) It's like they're hiding dissent. Yeah, no, I mean... It's bad. Like, that's legitimately bad because that's them admitting that they know it's a problem. Like, I mean, you know, it's just... It's it's a clear display of... Major League Baseball's priorities that at that when something yeah. like this is happening and you have an an owner selling out an entire community, yep. selling out a city, ripping its franchise away from them, yep. and also instead still of all like money, yeah, by the way, exactly, which is instead, why they don't go to games. So instead of like yeah. standing up to ensure that this doesn't happen to the people who love your product and just and the, the integrity people... of your game. Yeah. There's a whole team that is literally not trying and yeah. won't be for the next, at least four three years. years. Yeah. Three. Years. Um, instead at the, at the first sign of even the mildest criticism, they choose to censor it and act like these people aren't even there. Right. Because for the rest of the season, they won't be. Yeah. And they were there to You're tell, right. To tell them that they could be there and Honestly, that if the team also, were to try, yeah. they would go back. They would go back into the stands and they would root for Oakland. And yep. as soon as management showed that there was a little bit of interest in actually winning and in building the team, not just to what they could be, to but to what they were for like five or six years between like 2014 and 2020 before they traded Matt Olson and they yep. traded Sean Murphy and they sold everybody and yep. re- replaced <laughs> them with anonymous players who uh, are 6 and 23. And Oledmus Diaz. Um, it's just <laughs> the clearest possible indication that this is an owner who belongs nowhere near the game. He shouldn't be allowed to continue to do this. And the fact that that Why Major League Baseball it? seems so keen on defending him. Yeah. Or at the very least protecting him. Yeah. Not, not uh, defending maybe. Pr- but yeah. At the very protecting least him and even yeah. shielding him against, like I said, the mildest possible criticism. Yep. Which also from kind people of who were about to have. Oh, yeah. More people now saw those signs because the clip was making its way, you know, making the rounds around the internet. Whereas I was never going to watch a Ryan Noda homer. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now I've seen it, and I saw that they're doing some like fuck shit with the you know with the crop job. Like um, in the future, I guess maybe it'll shield more people from seeing what actually happened because the highlight is there. And if somebody needs to go back and watch all every single one of Ryan Nota's homers in 2023, they're not going to now see the signs. At the same time, you could Google 2023 Oakland A's fans, and you'll find a clip that says the fucking league censored the fans who were trying to hold up signs to sell the team so whatever yeah and major league baseball like put out a statement saying like oh we didn't we didn't know about this this doesn't meet our editorial standards yeah it's it's just it's completely nonsense how could they Um, not that doesn't even make sense like whatever yeah i mean we talked about it last week i'm sure we'll probably talk about it again i just hate to see teams ripped apart from cities and owners who and it's it, it's the same thing as the fucking writer strike, which feels so similar to yeah. baseball's lockout from 2022. Oh All God, of yeah. this, which is going to be at the expense of people who love the game, just is um, not only just the game, but I, I, this is what I said last week too. I have such a soft spot for people who love their team because, like, it's the relationship between a fan and their team. I think is genuinely I, there's something really interesting about it because people genuinely pour their heart and soul into the teams that they choose to support. They align, you know, they see parts of their personality in them. Like, how many times have the Yankees been described as like a rough and you know they get up every day and they go to work just like the city and the Knicks are tough and like the Giants are blue collar dudes who you know whatever. It's just like maybe it's just a thing with New York, but it's actually I know it's not because the Raiders. Always were like Oakland tough, you know, we're crazy motherfuckers here in the end zone. You know, it's just like it's always like whatever. It's just always been the same thing with those kinds of teams where everybody has a little piece of like the team reflects a little piece of the fandom. Absolutely. And the the fans it's so sad relationship (laughs) with the team is of course inherently necessary to that team's existence yes. and yet whenever the financials of the sport or some relocation comes into account nobody even mentions that yep. and it's just the people the game who see it exclusively as a pro- as a means to profit yeah are the root of everything wrong with it it's true but at the same time what i mean I know it's Vegas, and I think that's partially why these teams are moving to Vegas is because there is no fan base. You're going there as an entertainment product for tourists. You're not moving there to a city. It's a city where there is not a dedicated you know, fan base as a population. You know, you're going there as a sideshow, so exactly. that's why it's Vegas because you leave a fan base, you lose fans. That's how it works. It's the same thing with L.A. with football. That's mm-hmm. why the Chargers left San Diego. They abandoned a city. But I and guess just you are, the you know, proximity to a casino is going to yes. bring in money, apparently. Well, it's not that. It's that L.A. being a tourist destination. And, I, you know, we talked about this last week, but now there is something to do in L.A. Or in, not in L.A., excuse me, in Vegas every single night of the year, right. whether it be, you know, well, not every single night, but yeah, whether we, we every weekend, week. every weekend, whether it be football or baseball um, or hockey or probably within the next couple of years, basketball. There will be an event going on in Las Vegas, and it will not be for the people who live in Las Vegas. It will probably be for fans from Oakland who drove to Vegas to go see their former team or people who are in Vegas for the weekend and yeah, want to go watch some kind of event. But whatever, it's just depressing. Anyway, we can move on. Do you think that the Rangers are for real? Watching them beat the shit out of the Yankees made me think so. Um, <laughs> they can pitch. They can definitely hit. Um, although I know their offense have been struggling um, before we saw them. Or no, sorry, their pitching have been struggling. Excuse me. Their offense had been lighting it up, actually. They think they were scoring like six runs a game. Um, not a lot of holes in it. Their young guys are hitting. Their old guys are hitting. And their pitchers are pitching, except for DeGrom, who just went down, which yeah, is also a story. Jacob DeGrom went down. Yeah, we're going to talk about a bunch of injuries in a second. But yeah, DeGrom yeah. went down with, I think, a forearm strain. Which is never yeah, good was, news. I think it was soreness. Um, yeah, Evaldi shut down the Yankees. Of course, we nah, that he does that every time. Shut, yeah, he shut time. shut out the shut Yankees. Out. Actually, CGSO baby shut out. Yeah. Um, Not fun. Yeah, I mean they similar situation to the Mets on paper with a very uh, old pitching rotation, but we're seeing the we're seeing a lot more positive results in texas than we are in queens uh, although that could change this week because scherzer and 
Verlander are apparently pitching Wednesday and Thursday in back-to-back outings. That is something I did not know that. It's going to um, be fun. Verlander, I know, has been gone. Um, he has been injured, and you know, Scherzer is coming back from his 10-game suspension, yep. which was nonsense. So that funny. It even happened I can't believe place. it even got – I can't believe it held up. I know. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, it I really mean, he, is stupid. He didn't even appeal the uh, suspension, I think. Um, who, who do you think is going to win that division? Because that is kind of – right now the Rangers are winning. I um, still have to go with Houston. Like, I just don't – They have problems, though. Yeah. Like, they're going to figure it out. I know they're going to make the playoffs, but they – Kind of have issues that might lead them to being a wild card team. That's a, yeah, it it I don't know. I don't envision that they will not win that that division. Uh, I think the Rangers bullpen is not great. Which if something is going to undo them, probably that. But um, I don't know. They look like they have the stuff to compete with Houston. So we would like to see that. You know, absolutely. I wouldn't mind it. Um, we were talk touched on the Mariners the, are in a rough way. Yeah. Right now. Are the Mariners screwed, do you think? Do you think there's any path back for them? Um, I will say it's fun to watch the you know guys that they've been waiting on to perform actually perform. Um, and they have a lot of talent that is underperforming right now. So I think if they can... you know, They're not really that injured, I don't think. So I think they're Robbie just Ray kinda, is down for the year. Yeah, but I feel like he's not really... like They have Castillo now. Like Robbie Ray yes. last year was much more important to them at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. than he is right now. Kirby's um, looking really good. Kirby looks good. Absolutely. Um, Bryce Miller's making his debut. I, I think it's even tonight. Uh, uh, their ooh. pitching prospect is yeah. coming up to make his first start. We're, we're definitely going to have to tune into check that. that out. Yeah. But that's super exciting. No, that's I, I'm, I, I think they have – there's a reason that everybody kind of picked them to be, you know, a playoff team, and that's that they have a lot of talent that is just not going yet. So I think they just kind of need to uh, – I, I trust them to get it going more than the Yankees in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, well, next couple of weeks, yeah. I mean, yeah. I uh, I am not out on Seattle at Me all, really. I think they're going to come up. They, they're going to pick it up. I, I also like the Angels. I think that this is a different-looking Angels team. I, There's I like something a little that, bit different about them. Yeah. They're a bit more competent than mm-hmm. years past. They have help. But, I mean, they've got yeah. Hunter Renfro's tearing it up. Yep. I told Drury. you that lineup was like, I know, I, I did too, yeah. Um, yeah. Drury started off super slow. I think he's just starting to pick it back up now. It's looking okay. The AL West is looking ultra competitive. You know, not, not as yeah. much as the East, but certainly a hell of a yeah, lot more than insane, the AL man. Central. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. The, Although oh, the Twins God. look all right. But. Speaking of which, the AL Central, I mentioned last week, I totally biffed my prediction on the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> I said that I felt like the... Yeah. <laughs> that the pendulum had swung too far in terms of <laughs> public out opinion. It broke the wall. That Turns it was... <laughs> out it had not swung far enough <laughs> because that team is yeah, terrible. They're really bad. They it's amazing. I was almost able to say that they had not won a game since we recorded that episode. Oh but my they did record last God. night. They, they, they did. They did win last night. They recorded a win last. They night. were. They, they recorded a victory last night, go. and we're recording tonight. They have won. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Three games since April 11th. <laughs> Terrible. I, I mean, think about how far back <laughs> April 11th was. And even the Yankees have won more than that. That's and They're starting ridiculous. a AAA lineup. I mean, dude, that's really oh, bad. Man, that's that's like sad. really bad. That, that I, guy's call God. into the radio show. I haven't heard that yet. You, I've, you I've listened to everybody it yet? like that I watch on a daily basis who talks about baseball has yeah. mentioned it. Like everybody has mentioned it. I need to watch it. It was it, it was really it fires you up. Like it's gonna Love that. like you're gonna root for the White Sox to turn it on yeah, after you course. watch that guy talk about it because it's like Well okay so they're <laughs> probably gonna sell at the deadline, right? Yeah. They kinda have to because they do have talented pieces. That's the thing. They could probably get a really nice return. That's why I, I felt like they were gonna have a good season. Is yeah. the talent is there. They have the roster for it. They just it doesn't seem like they enjoy playing together. I think yeah, the players um, feel like they hate each other. Which I don't know if that they're bad teammates or, you know, that they're just like not a group that meshes well or the leadership is bad. But something is they're just, like they're tied just, with the fucking Royals. I know it's at like, like eight and twenty-one. Yeah, it's bad. I think that's the Tigers, crazy. The Tigers have a better record than them. Oh my! Tigers God. have ten wins. I think the that's White so Sox have seven or something or eight, whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's rough, man. It's like really not great. 
Um, Ooh, Tatis is turning it on. I did not realize yes, that. Yes, Fernando fun. Tatis is back. Good we haven't him. seen him in a while. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, are you rooting for Tatis? I am. Yeah. Okay. I definitely am. I mean, I don't. I don't really hold that too much against him. Sure. Like it's it sucks, but like I'm not. We, we liked A Rod for a long time. Yeah. So, I, yeah. <laughs> and he actually did steroids. I rooted for. I, I don't. For quite a I long don't time. doubt that he actually did do steroids. Tatis. That is. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I I feel like he would have been great anyway. That's the deal with all of them though. Bonds, yeah, it's like Ortiz, Clemens, Rodriguez. Like you know, the only one that I can think of is like I don't know, maybe Palmero wouldn't have been as great as he was. But like, there's there's a certain tier of player yeah. where it's like they're just naturally talented enough where it's frustrating even the premise of them doing steroids. Yeah, and Fernando Tatis like certainly fits into that category. Right. Then you have the guys who back in like 2003 had their seasons where like they would hit eight home runs, 10 home runs, 11 home runs, 60, 36 home runs, <laughs> nine home runs, yeah. 11 home runs. It's like, well, it's like, what happened hmm, there? Okay. Or yeah. aside from 2019, like for me, that's the Brett Gardner out homered Aaron evidence. judge in 2019. Yeah. That's oh, true, man. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So. I remember when Brett Gardner hit an opposite field yep. home run. I, yeah. That was, was the moment that. when everyone was like, uh, <laughs> okay. Yep. I forget Hold who on. it was, but <laughs> I, I, think, I think it was Phil Hughes. It, it was, I was going to yeah. say Shane green. It was Phil Hughes. Right. Um, he was like, all right, if Gardy is going up, something is something's up. wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> the ball is like juiced here. Yeah. And then yeah. Glaber Torres fell off a cliff. Well, I mean, he had 38 juicy home runs. <laughs> So like you know he's good for twenty regular ones so <laughs> it is what it is oh, um, man that was a weird year uh, what else you got injuries I've got yeah. all pitchers here honestly Jacob Degrom of course well, we already mentioned Aaron forearm Judge strain also. well yeah but like Judge is you know he's, he's on the in it or the IL yeah I mean, he's on the IL he's uh he's got that hip injury yep. We were thinking it might have been a hand thing last time because of his slide. Yeah, apparently but, not. But, uh, yeah, apparently it's sore. the hip. I guess he's going to be back in, like, five days or so. Yep. I, I didn't even write that down, honestly. But uh, I got DeGrom with the oh, yeah, forearm DeGrom. strain. Uh, Jose Urquidy left his start on Sunday night. Yep. He's on the 15-day with a shoulder. Luis Garcia is going to be headed to the IL, it seems. Yep. Um, he might need Tommy John, I think. It's Oh, that's bad. That's two pitchers out for the Astros. Lance McCullough still yeah. not back, so three. Uh, Kenta Maeda went out against the Yankees. Yep. He had that blow-up start. What are the Yankees doing to pitchers? <laughs> they either kill us or we kill them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Herman Marquez yeah. and Lou Trevino both announced are getting Tommy John surgery, so we will not see them for quite some time. Herman Marquez. Yeah, and then my last note here is Pete. Fairbanks, uh, the Rays closer, is dealing with uh, Renault syndrome, which is the same thing that Brandon Woodruff had last year, which is like when you're pitching in cold weather, you can't like feel the tips of Doesn't your fingers. Play in Florida. Yeah, I mean, and he <laughs> plays in a dome, but like they also have games on the road. I so guess. yeah, it's like I I don't know exactly what's going on there, but uh, Woodruff was able to, certainly able to pitch around that for the most part uh it'll be interesting to see what what happens there because with the rays rotation injured they would certainly like to have their best reliever that's my last note yeah um a lot of guys injured yes um yeah we're a month in so it seems like uh this is the time of year where if you're gonna get hurt teams can kind of afford it and they will maybe be a little bit more precautionary than they would be in june july you know, definitely August, September. So um, it makes sense that you're going to see guys who are feeling a, a little bit take, you know, 15, 10, 15 days off and a couple weeks. And hopefully, you know, the team is just hoping to stay alive because nothing is uh, no divisions are out of hand yet, except for maybe the, the AL East. So <laughs> it is, um, yeah. you know, I mean, it's the time. The NL West is weird right now. Also, I don't I, I wanted to mention that I, that's as a storyline, because like the two teams that you'd expect to be, you know, great are not. <laughs> great but it's still like top heavy it's really it's strange diamondbacks are looking super similar uh to the pirates right now like yeah. both of them are, they are feel in the that same. like and the orioles breaking like, out before yeah. they were quite projected to yeah um 
I, I was very high on the Diamondbacks before this Yeah, season, they've, they've got a lot of young talent. Yeah. They've got guys having fun. Uh, and they have pitching, more on the way. Than you would think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Diamondbacks also called up Brandon Fott. He's going to start oh, I didn't even tomorrow. See okay. Yeah, he's yeah. making his first start. So That's we got fun. Brandon Man, Fott debuting. We got really Bryce Miller debuting. It's their time, yeah. I know. We've seen quite a few of them this That's year. Fun. It's great. Very fun. All right, so the last thing that I kind of wanted to touch on before we take off for the week, um, I had made a list earlier today of teams that would be disappointed not if, to make the playoffs if they don't make the playoffs, which it is like way, way more teams than playoff yeah, spots. The, it's kind of interesting. The reason that we wanted to like do the this season is would like, be a failure if they don't make the playoffs. Yep. So it's um. So it's, what teams are, a lot? What teams do you have down for that? So I said first off the entire American League East. Yep. Um, I mean, except for, I'd say, Boston. Like I, They were not expecting to make it. I know that. But at the same time, at, do you really think they'd be okay with not I would not it? put a Red Sox missed pl- playoffs on the same, anywhere near the same tier as like a Yankees or a Blue Jays or a true. Rays. That is true. The I would Orioles have said the same also, thing for the Orioles, but not, the Orioles are now looking very very good it would not be a disappointment it would be a letdown yeah does that make sense it's not the same thing it's like it's a disappointment is like you failed a letdown is like well Um, all right you know whatever seattle fair enough um yes well well hold on so okay for for, for the central i have i have four teams in the central which is the astros the mariners the rangers or uh, the west sorry the west excuse me the astros the mariners the rangers and the angels in the west yep um which I think the Rangers are I, – I would never have guessed like because you know I know they put a lot of money into their whole roster, really. I was going to say their lineup, and then I was going to say their rotation, but it's both. Um, so you know I think they have reached that point where they have too much invested and they're playing too good to be you know okay with not making the playoffs. The it's Astros and the Astros. Yeah. The Mariners have been you know the darling of the American League for the last two years, and this is their time, and the Angels are – you know supposedly there and they're going to lose Otani if they don't make the playoffs. So, you know, with Seattle too, like they were, they were there last year and they were yeah. so close to beating they Houston. Really like that, they were Houston. just a few, a couple of like tough pitches away yep. even from yep. competing in that series. I mean, um, they really, and they're off to a 12 and beaten Houston, 12 and 16 yeah. start. So I'd certainly say Seattle, yeah. Uh, the central, they can pull it not back, but really yeah. too many. I said the Twins and the Guardians. Which, yeah, you know, that's kind of. I mean, who else do you even give a shit about? So it's yeah, you know, yeah. The Royals are not doing anything anyway. Um, and at least any teams that you would include or disagree with, not really. Yeah, I think I'm the, with you. you know, I, I would have said Chicago, but now no, Chicago's cooked. I, I think they they're, they're they dead at this. At, point. They are like, disappointed to be where they are now. By the time the playoffs come around, they're gonna be numb. So like, <laughs> yeah, there we numb. go. There's nothing comfortably left. numb. That Com- that's their tier. No, you're done. Ah, oh, fuck off. All okay, right. NL. NL. Uh, so the NL East, I said the Mets, Braves, and Phils. Um, yep. Now I know that the Marlins are in second place. I don't think that that's going to last because no. they can't really hit outside of Luis Arise um, and Jazz. But they, uh, like the Marlins, are fun. And I don't know why I'm spending the entire a- or NLE segment on the Marlins, but <laughs> they, they don't need to be. Um, the Nationals Ooh. are definitely not making it. Anthony oh, yeah. Volpe first Anthony row. Volpe. Love it. Porch job. Anyway, yep. um, NL East, the Mets, Braves, Phillies. I think if one of those teams does not make it, obviously the Phillies coming off the World Series, Mets and Braves being the Mets and Braves, they have to make it. Um, the NL Central is weird. It's very, yeah. They've got there it's are a weird. lot of teams around there that they could go either direction. Yeah, and one that you would not expect to be in that conversation because the St. Louis Cardinals are ten and nineteen. Yeah, they're really bad, which is they're baffling. Really bad. I don't know how they're that bad. People are talking about Tyler O'Neill being on the move. Um, yep, which Seeing that that makes sense. Jordan Walker was um, optioned, which is yep sad. Weird, like, uh, shockingly bad vibes. Yeah. Because that team was just kind of rolling for most of last season. and um, You could kind of see it in last yeah. year's playoff series. Like, That's the true. vibes were dead. awful. They looked dead St. by the Louis for them. Yeah. It looked so bad. Um, A but bit surprising. Honestly, I would put uh, Chicago and Pittsburgh both in that tier at this point. I, I wrote them in with question marks. Yeah. Because I, I think the Cubs are getting to that point. They are like they're playing good baseball. 
Um, people want the Yankees desperately to go after Cody Bellinger. I don't think they move him at this point. They like, I you know, they're clicking. No, like, this is a roster. I don't think that, they have any reason to think that they can't compete. Yeah. I mean, it's a team people owned by a lot the of credit. fucking Ricketts family. So yeah. like, I don't I think they're going to go off fact. and like buy anything. Yeah, definitely. But not. Uh, like, they could they could sneak into a wild card, uh, and then Pittsburgh like. I don't know. I, I, it's the same thing. It's the same thing I as certainly the, uh, thought the that, Orioles. Yeah. It's a letdown. But at the same time, also, it's May and they're Pirates fans, so they're probably expecting the whole thing. They're, they're expecting, like, Jack Sawinski to get into, like, a car crash in a week. I don't know. Like, oh, it's, like I mean, yeah, you know, uh, Pittsburgh. anything that can will go wrong. So it's, you know, that's the mindset that they probably have. At the same time, this is fun. Yeah, but, I mean, this is, this is the only time that they've ever been excited about anything i think i've said a few times that i was like yeah this is an obvious fluke but it has not proven to be that way yet yeah so yeah hey pittsburgh we're why not it. at Keep this point you it. could make the playoffs sure i'd love to see it um, um and i would also i would put in the uh, pittsburgh tier arizona in the west as well i would i have the exact same thought about them yep i also had them with a question mark um they are uh i, I don't know the <laughs> is it just me or is the nos like boring now <laughs> it like, is honestly. i don't give a shit about the dodgers that's the thing the padres in, are until, underperforming and the diamondbacks are not quite there yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's in, until san diego um starts to hit and until juan soto figures it out if he ever does yeah uh, and until that like dude he top hates four the reaches its Coast. full i think you might be right yeah until that have i ever talked about that on the podcast i think so okay we think juan soto hates the west coast yeah he really like i realized a couple weeks ago it was like i think because he showed up and played i think it was against the nationals yeah. And he like immediately like he had like a homer and no, he it like, was, ripped the it double was the or Mets, something. Or it was the Mets. Yeah, it was the Mets. He played in City Field. Um but yeah, he was on the East Coast and I was like, damn, he looks a lot more comfortable. It's I just think he doesn't like LA. <laughs> or really not LA, but the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, until that team starts performing, I kind of agree with you. I am a little bit bored by the NL West. Yeah, nothing I, too exciting out there. I think that's just about it for this week. Yeah, I think uh, that's a fun little segment. Yeah. We could we could start trying to do like fun little. Yeah, uh, we could like try to bring something wrap up in stuff. You know, for uh, episodes where we don't have a like a guest movie or a movie or something to yeah. like a company. Yeah, because yeah. I. I know I said last week that we were going to have a movie on this week, but I have not yet heard about that. So yeah. I don't know when that's going to happen. We'll do it. Yeah. We will do it soon. We're gonna do um, it. It's going to be the fan, and it's going to be soon. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, and this was great. I think this was a good episode. I, I had fun a lot stuff. of fun. Enjoyed it. Until next time, this has been Mudville. I've been Nolan Rabine. I've been Brody Stubb. Go check out the Yankees, etc. Yeah. There's a link on the Twitter. Go check out Brody's Yankees, etc. blog. I really appreciate uh, check the out Let me know what our, you think. Check out our Twitter at MudvillePod. Uh, and please, if you can, rate us five stars on Spotify or Apple or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. Yeah, I actually also just unlocked on Twitter. I was private until very recently, but I am also at BoardGuy23. Oh, well, Brody blessed Yo, the R-D-G-Y-2-3. masses. So, yeah, go, go toss him a follow. Please. BoardGuy23, and I am at Stuck in the Coil. That's B O R D. Yeah. O R E D. Although, although some would say you are kind of bored. Hey, the NL West is boring. I just said it. You did say that. All right. Well, anyway, we'll be back. Yep. Next week. See ya.